On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, Keith and I get into the Boston Celtics heading to the NBA Finals and what that means and in terms of looking at the Philadelphia 76ers and their entire rebuild. Here we are. Celtics are in. Sixers are not. We'll talk about it next right here, Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. What's up, D? What's going on, Keith? Good to be back with you, man. Good to be back. A lot has happened in the NBA and certainly Sixers-related things, so we have a lot to talk about, man. First, we got to welcome everybody. You're locked on 76ers. I'm Devon Givens of 97.5 The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia alongside my co-host, the great Keith Pompey, Sixers beat writer for the Enquirer.com. And we got to thank you all for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On 76ers is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On 76ers. Well, Keith, uh, since we last got together, the playoffs, they continued to run along while we took a little bit of a break. And here we are with the NBA Finals now set. The Boston Celtics will face the Golden State Warriors for the right to hoist the Larry O'Brien Trophy. And all we can do is sit back now as an Atlantic Division opponent once again, the the Toronto Raptors in 2019, and now with the Boston Celtics leaping over the 76ers, getting to the NBA Finals before they do with a former Sixers assistant and a former Sixer front court player that didn't seem like the right fit, seemed like he was done. All of a sudden, he's helping to anchor one of the better defenses in the NBA as they're getting set for the NBA Finals in Al Horford. Yeah, I mean, when you look at this, um, you know, you some people can argue, but is this an indictment on the process or 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 some of the things? And the reason why I'm saying that is when you look at it, you're saying, um, okay, these are teams who started struggling at the same time. They started their rebuild on the 2013-14 season. People forget the Celtics may have had, I believe they had a worse record than the Sixers that first season. Yes, they did. They did. This is this. So then the Celtics, they do their rebuild. Right. Then all of a sudden they make a trade for Kyrie. Kyrie um, um, it doesn't it doesn't really go well. Right. Then all of a sudden they take and ship Al Horford to Philly. Um, Kyrie goes to uh, Brooklyn and free agent Kyrie Irving. And then all of a sudden last year, the team has the seventh best record in the East at thirty six and thirty six. They bring back out. They they make some great draft picks again, right? And leading up, and now look at them. They're in the, they're in the NBA Finals. So when you look at Boston and you look at the Sixers, and you're saying to yourself, like, wow, this defensive intensity that they we want to play with, the Sixers want to play with, Boston plays with it. Not only that, people are saying this is a team where the two guys on their two best players. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown can't play together. 
Ime Udoku gets these guys to play together. Al Horford looked like he found the fountain of youth. So when you look at what Boston is doing, and we're talking they got a new general manager, they got a new coach, everything. When you look at what the Boston Celtics are doing, you have to ask yourself, is the process working? Well, first of all, it's done. It has been done. <laughs> we, we can't continue to put lives on the end of the rebuild as if it's going to make things better. It, it, it happened the way it happened. They got Joel Embiid out of it. They made some other moves that, has, that have helped them be one of the better teams in the East in the last five seasons. But the ultimate goal is to get to the NBA Finals, and the Boston Celtics have done that. Now, with Al Horford leaving, going to Oklahoma City, basically resting his body for a half a season after they decided to shut him down. Then you point out the fact that Emi Udoka, a rookie head coach, handpicked by Brad Stevens, who decided Danny Ainge leaves. As a result, they made this whole plan that Stevens is now going to take over and go upstairs and be the man in charge of making the basketball decisions. Emi Udoka comes in as a rookie coach. Nobody knew what was going to happen because, Keith, when they got things started in October, to your point, they had issues. Marcus Smart called them out publicly about the ball not moving around enough, about sticking too much in the hands of their two best players in Brown and Tatum, and they looked like they were going to have some problems. Then things changed. They put the ball in Marcus Smart's hand. They trade Dennis Schroeder and Josh Richardson. They make sure that they all have their – conversation that they this team meeting that they needed to have in order to fix things and since january 1st they have one of the best records in the nba as a result of them simply keith recognizing and understanding what their problem was and adjusting and making a change with it and that's some of the problems that we always talk about with the Sixers is not looking themselves in the mirror not holding each other accountable and doing something about it. And that is part of the problem. So if you want to look at it and say Joel Embiid has some 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 egg on his face here because of this as a leader of that team. And, and but when you look at the best player, first team all NBA and Jason Tatum, he's the best player. Marcus Smart might be the leader, but they have done something that the Sixers have been wanting them, them to do. The fan base has been wanting them to do. You bring in a veteran head coach to get them over the hump. He said it. It's not easy to win in the NBA. Well, rookie head coach just got that team to the NBA Finals. It's not done for them yet, but the first part is they got there, a place where the Sixers want to be. So this this is definitely uh, something that you look at and just ticks a lot of Sixer fans off because Boston is the most hated rival, and here we are there in the NBA Finals while the Sixers will be watching like the rest of us. So a big problem with that. So to that, we need to talk about the coach a little bit on the other side, Keith, because he is now going to be here, at least it appears, after uh, one destination was possible for him, at least rumor-wise, that was wanted for him to land. That job is now occupied. He's going to be here. We'll talk about him, what he means, especially off of Emi Udoka, now heading to the NBA Finals with the Boston Celtics. We'll get to that next right here, Locked On 76ers. Let's talk about bet online. Our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sport wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. 
Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the games start. Do it today, people. Definitely do it today. Uh, needed to hear that. Do it today, folks. Get in there. Do it today. Thank you for making Locked On 76 as your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast for nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Keith, uh, when we last left Doc Rivers and Daryl Morey sitting at the podium on the exit day, Doc Rivers was set, sat there next to Daryl Morey, and he was assured, reassured that he would be the head coach for the upcoming season, the 22-23 campaign. A lot of people didn't like it, Sixer fans, but you know, also accepted it. But that little whisper was still there that the Los Angeles Lakers, who had already removed Frank Vogel from that head coaching his head coaching duties had a vacant spot. And all we kept hearing was these different names from Dan Tony to Darvin Ham to uh, Terry Stotts, where these names are out there. But the one that kept popping up because it seemed like the more natural fit for what they need with the veteran laden team led by LeBron James was a veteran coach. And the name that kept popping up was under contract with the Philadelphia 76ers. And that's Doc Rivers. Since then, Darvin Ham gets a four-year deal. He is uh, selected to be the head coach of the Los Angeles Lakers. Odd choice for me, just because I don't know much as a coach about him, except for he's been an assistant. But when you look at rookies like Emmy Udoka coming in, having success, Taylor Jenkins coming in, doing stuff that we didn't know, Nick Nurse, I can't say that it's the wrong choice, but the main point is it looks like day more and more day after day that Doc Rivers will be back like we thought he would be. Yeah, it does. It does. Um, you know, I, I feel like, you know, it was a tough situation because when you look at the Boston Celtics, they really didn't have the draft picks or they don't have the draft picks enable for the Sixers to uh, make that trade. Meaning, you oh, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, hey, well, well OK, so let, let's face it. You know, we, we you want Doc Rivers. We know you do. You know, uh, it might be a better fit for Doc. Doc probably wanted to go there, right, <laughs> from what you hear. But it's one of those things where, hey, y'all don't have the assets available to get them. You just don't. So there were articles written about it. Hey, the L.A. Times sent the guy to Philadelphia. Then yeah. Bill Plasky, their um, their columnist for the L.A. Times, wrote like, oh, yes, Darvin Hand, uh, you know, uh, Terry Stotts, um, and – and um, Tony. Yeah, not Dan Tony. What's the other guy? The other finalist they had, um, the dude who was with the Knicks, Nets, excuse me. Oh, um, Kenny Atkinson. Kenny Atkinson. He says, you know, all three of them are great guys, but they're not Doc Rivers. So, you know, everybody in L.A. was pushing hard to get this guy that job. And I just feel like it came down that they just didn't have enough assets to talk to him. Yeah. Right. Now, again, we all know what, what Daryl Morey said. Um, yes, he's staying. He'll be back next year. But the word around the league was people were thinking that he was saying that because he was looking to up the ante, so to speak, to see what they had, right? Now, the deal is, um, yes, Doc is back. Um, I don't feel like the loss last this well, this this season in the second round was really his fault. I mean, there were people who were like, get him out of here, do this and that. But if you look, the crazy part is if you look at, Miami's roster comparable to the Sixers roster, you knew that he was, he had a tough time. Like it was a curve. I mean, Joel, the best thing he has, he was hurt. James Harden didn't look like the James Harden that they thought they were going to get, but
But then still, you look at Miami's roster comparable to Boston's roster, and you're saying like, "Dang, Miami, they not they're not deep enough." So you know, my thing is, it's one of those things where I think, yes, it's great that Doc Rivers is coming back for him for the Sixers, but at the same time. They still have to make major upgrades to this roster. And I don't think it just includes a third star. I think it includes getting deeper, getting some quality players in here who can fulfill a role. Forget the star stuff, like the three-star yeah. thing. They just need to get deeper. Like we talked about when the season ended, uh, the, the obvious thing, of course, will be James Harden, how that thing plays out, whether it's his $47.4 million option that he picks up or they give him some sort of long-term extension, hopefully not a full max, because I don't think he's deserving of that. Uh, but that being said, uh, the other part was you need to build out the roster. You need to build depth. You need to add extra bodies because I'm tired of looking at these other teams and they can just funnel in all of these guys that make a difference in the game where the Sixers are deciding between one game is Korkmaz, another game is Milton. Yes, you'll have the consistency of bringing in George Niang, but is he getting it done? Uh, he was banged up, maybe, but at, at this point, right, after five seasons, the excuses are – those things are excuses when you talk about injuries from some of the other players. If, you're, if your roster was deeper, maybe things would be a little bit different. When you see Peyton Pritchard getting some good minutes, right, Keith, you, you wonder why maybe you can't get a few extra minutes from a few other guys deeper into so your bench as well uh, after you develop them into being a rotational player for the postseason. So – Good to have Doc Rivers back. I just, I'm just glad that part is over with. They can focus on him being the coach and just simply put together the roster as you as you pointed out the way that it needs to be put together this offseason. So Doc Rivers is back. May not be the more popular thing, but it is what it is. He's going to be back for the Sixers, and we will be back on the other side because we need to address some social media stuff with the runner runner up for the MVP in the NBA. That's your Joel Embiid of your Philadelphia 76ers. I ruffled a few feathers last week. We need to talk about that for the first time right here next on Locked On 76ers. Welcome back to Locked On 76ers. Keith Pompey, Devon Givens with you here. And Keith, Joel Embiid. Joel Troel Embiid on Twitter, as he puts it. Uh, one of the best troll guys in the NBA when it comes to social media. Uh, he handles it well. I give him that. He's funny. He's smart. He, he knows how to press the right buttons uh, with certain things. But as the Miami Heat were losing game five, I think they went down three two. it appeared that they had some issues with their roster where uh, they were going to get knocked out at six. And their second star in Kyle Lowry, who they gave a three-year contract over the summer, uh, he was banged up, but not doing enough, obviously, to help him win. They had some other issues. Tyler Hero's not playing. Duncan Robinson can't make a shot after getting a $90 million contract. Everyone else, role players, even though Bam Adebayo is supposed to step up in those spots as well. But he says on social media, looks like Miami needs a second star. Now, a lot of times when he tweets, we also know that he's a big soccer fan. Is he incorporating this into the soccer game that he's watching? Or is he talking about the Heat and the Celtics game? And lo and behold, he was talking about the Heat and the Celtics game. Sixers, I mean, the Heat needing a second star. I took it as he was talking about 
all you guys yelling at us and talking about James Harden or Tyrese Maxey, Tobias Harris, whoever it might be, that we don't have that second star. And that's why you didn't get to the Eastern Conference Finals. Well, Miami allegedly had a second star. They got there, but the ultimate goal is to get to the NBA Finals. They did not. And the fact that he has the relationship with Jimmy Butler, he just starts to get under people's skin. He knows how to pick. And man, do people run at it because he doesn't tweet often. When he does, man, it catches like wildfire. What did you make of the tweet? You know, initially, I, I thought he was trolling. I mean, and, and I still think he's trolling. But yeah, I also he's trolling. <laughs> he's trolling. But I also think Joel is smart enough to know what he's doing. He does. He knew the reaction it was going to get. Yep. He knew that certain people would say, oh, my God, Joel's trying to get out of here and leave. You know, so there's two things I looked at. He's having fun. He's trolling. We already know the relationship that he has with Jim, Jimmy. Then, you know, we know that. So he's saying this. Um, he knows the reaction. You know, he he's saying, like, look, I'm having fun. But there's something inside of me that's saying that that was a message for the Sixers front office. I could be wrong, but a message for the Sixers front office. Basically, like, look, I'm in my prime right now. Yep. Y'all got to get this right. Yep. And, and 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 the reason why I'm saying that is now again this is my opinion, and again it, it could be either or tr just straight trolling or that. And what I mean by that is because you remember after the final game when they lost, he says everyone can be traded, including myself. Now if you're Joel, well, he always says that, but we know he's he always here. he always says that. But what I'm trying to like he always says that you are correct. But what I'm saying is, it's kind of sort of like if you're looking, if you're Joel Embiid and you look at your roster and you see your roster comparable to all the other teams in the league, right? These teams we talked about. Yep. And you're saying to yourself, anybody can be traded. Then you come out with this message. Now, again, it could just be me reading it or something. But if you come out with this message saying, yo, look like he needs a third star. Basically, what you're telling the front office is, look, y'all, y'all said y'all going to go out there and upgrade this roster. Better hurry up and do it. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you got to realize at that point, no one knew who the coach was going to be. You didn't know if Doc was coming or going. Right. You don't know if Dan Tony was coming. Right. You didn't know, like, you know, what's the deal with James Harden, what they're going to do with him, the whole nine, you know what you're going to do with Tobias Harris. So if you're Joel Embiid, you're just like tweeting stuff out. And if I'm the front office, I'm like, hey, hey, Joel, we're going to do everything you said. We're going to do everything you said. So, again, that was my thinking later on. Now, again, I don't think he intends to go anywhere right. and anything like that people saying. But at the same time, when you do a, a, a tweet like that and just tweet it out, with no explanation whatsoever, people can assume whatever they want. You know what I mean? So I honestly felt like, and knowing him, you're right. He was trolling. That's he all was. Was. he was yeah. trolling people. But again, to me, I think if I'm the 76ers front office, I'm trying to make sure I'm 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 doing everything I can to keep this guy engaged. Because the thing is, D, and I know we're getting a little off topic a little bit, but the thing is. Typically, when stuff like this goes down and you get a superstar, 
and he's and he wants to win the championship. He's mm-hmm. getting all this money. And if you keep failing to make trades or bring in people who are really going to contribute, you don't have a, a, a bench, all of a sudden that player, Charles Barkley, they want to get out of here. You yeah. know what I mean? That player, you know, said, said superstar, uh, they want to leave. Any and any team. So that's the one thing that the 76ers have to be fearful of. So right now you got this guy in his prime and injuries and stuff. You don't know how long he's going to be around. You got to make the most of it. And you got to, this has to be a gigantic off season for the Sixers, for them to be able to compete with these teams. Cause right now they're not. hundred percent. And just to also uh, clarify one more thing, one more tweet that he put out there after he said, Boston is just too good. He also pointed out that y'all are stupid with four laughing emojis, crying laughing emojis, because again, as we both talked about, Joel Embiid knew exactly what he was doing with that tweet. Always having fun, always putting it out there, always, always pressing you know the buttons and getting you know making it a little tough for people uh, who are going through what they're going through, not getting over this loss in the second round against the Miami Heat. So Joel Embiid just simply being Joel Embiid. On our next episode, we'll get into uh, some more Sixer things, some more basketball things overall in the NBA as the NBA Finals is now set. Celtics and Warriors, we'll talk about, though, some of the roster things that we needed to get into with the 76ers as far as Keith said it. They need to improve the roster. We need to dive into it a little bit more. So we want to thank everybody for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. Now, make your second listen Locked On NBA for Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Keith, let people know where they can find us, man. Yeah, you can find us. First of all, you can find us on Twitter. You can uh, follow my man, Devon, at DevonG975. You can follow me on Pompeii on Sixers. You can also uh, subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcast at. But also make sure to go to YouTube and subscribe to our Locked On 76ers podcast by clicking on the Liberty Bell. Do it today, people. Do it today. So glad to hear that again, folks. Do it today. We appreciate you listening, and we'll check in with you tomorrow. Keith, enjoy the rest of your day, man, and talk to you later. Same to you. Happy holidays to y'all. Absolutely. Happy holidays, folks.